0: Amigos are we, brother to brother and everyone, a brave amigo, wherever they need us, our destinies lead us, Amigos, we're always
1: together. Hello and welcome along to the Three Amigos FBL podcast. I am the Marple Curse and I'm joined today by my amigo Mars you can find on Twitter at Mars05. Make sure you're following our group account at Three Amigos FBL. In this Getting to Know You miniseries, we've interviewed FBL managers from all over the world as it's our mission to let our listeners get to know the people behind the FBL accounts they, list, they interact with each week. To do that, we've come up with 20 questions which will reveal exactly who they are. With the Amigos now, we have Coley, who you should all know and love from his Twitter account, at Bar Coley NA. Coley, you're very welcome to the show. Are you ready to bare your
0: soul to the FBL community? Wow, I'm feeling quite vulnerable now. Twenty questions that will expose me to the world. Okay. Yes,
1: yes, exactly. And uh, and hopefully you won't get into trouble after exposing yourself to the community like this. <laughs> Make a change. <laughs> yeah. Tell us uh Collie, describe yourself for us in three
0: words. Okay. This is a bit of a cop out really. Uh three words that came to mind were three words on page seventy seven of David Wardell's book Wasting Your Wildcard. Where, um, where he used three words to describe me, and I thought those were three words that could happily sit on my tombstone, and those words were an affable chap. I like uh,
1: <laughs> I like affable. Affable, it's a, it's a very expressive word, so I'm 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 all on
2: board with yeah. that one, Coley.
0: It's it's David is an expressive writer. <laughs> He's a good writer.
2: <laughs>
0: it's the first first
2: time we had affable on on the pod, so. Oh that's good.
0: well, that's good to know. I don't yeah.
2: like eating. <laughs> that's good. It's good to speak to you, mate. I know we've been talking a lot on Twitter and Low we moves. always interact, yeah. so it's uh, yeah. it's always good to. And uh, you, to speak. and it's
0: just a pity we haven't ever sat at a poker table together yet. It it, it is it is you know. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> sometimes when I'm playing poker, uh, recently
2: I, I I sit there and go right oh I should mention it on Twitter and see what you say. Maybe tell you what hand I've got. <laughs> so um ah, okay. tell us when you, when you're not playing poker uh what what where do you live and what do you do?
0: all right so I came to Nottingham to university in ninety four and like a lot of people that come to Nottingham, I never went away again um, as as regards to the what I do right at the risk of sounding this sounding really shady um, it really isn't a straightforward answer and the shortest answer the easiest answer i saw one of my t-shirts today has three lines on it and i think it sums it up best and those lines are out of work online poker player will work for food and that's pretty much what i'm at now <laughs> but not in a bad way brilliant <laughs> I hadn't expected that one, yeah. Nobody else with that T-shirt, right? Excellent, good. <laughs> and uh,
1: tell us, how and when did you first get into FPL and uh, football in general?
0: Uh, well, okay, football, growing up, I was mad on football. After school, play on the rec every day and, yeah, watch every live game. But actually, the point that I got introduced to FPL uh, was six summers ago, Um, It was one of the guys at the regular poker night suggested that we uh, form a mini league. I hadn't heard of it. He got me interested in it, signed up to that. And the thing was, at that time, I was away from the game completely. I, I couldn't tell you who any of the footballers were. I think for various reasons, I'd fallen out of love with the game. And... And it was FPL, really, that got me back into the game. Um, and, and to be honest, without FPL, I'm not sure. I think I would probably fall out of love with the game uh, all over again, actually. just It just adds so many more layers of interest to the game. It it,
2: it does, you know, like, seriously. I, I When I was younger, I used to be interested in the Italian league, the German league, uh, yeah. Spanish league. I honestly don't watch any other league right now apart from the Premier yeah. League, and that's down to FPL. And yeah. frankly, if Liverpool are not in Europe, I don't watch the Champions League. I, I, have, I don't have interest Same. because for me, it's time with the family of off, off football. Well, if I'm watching too much football, then then yeah. I'll get complaints. So I don't want to waste my time get complaints on the games that I hey, don't enjoy.
0: Yeah, um, I've had a really exciting development in my home life. Uh, my daughter's school have set up a league with a fet from game week eight i think it was so my daughter's interested in the football now in a way that she wasn't before Brilliant. she's currently third in her school league so yeah uh, she wants to know what she's missing so that
1: helps <laughs> i have um i've created three um fbl addicts in our family they have 11 yeah, 11 10, have. and six year old the six-year-old this yeah. year picked his team for the first time and uh he insisted on having his favorite players in it so um daniel sturridge has been the mainstay in the team all season <laughs> he got into Liverpool. when sturridge and suarez were doing their thing up front and his favorite celebration is uh, the sturridge dance but um yes. they've, they've all gotten majorly into fbo um and the eldest fella this he finished i think 200k last se- season so oh, he's wow. doing very well and uh, this season he's around about the same rank but he's he's top of his school league as well so um that's that's actually gotten me more pleasure this season than anything else
0: yeah has, but you're doing really well so he's a ways behind you right and uh is he is he handling that okay He's handling it
1: okay because he absolutely <laughs> handed my ass to me last season. Um, he was destroying me, so uh, okay. it was it was an interesting thing. It was like um, one of these things with letting letting your um, letting a kid actually kind of feel sorry for his parent and and, and showing some com- compassion. So, <laughs> but, uh, so
0: basically, last year was you were just setting him up for the hustle. This year, exactly. Well, that's what I was doing. Yeah, that's 100 percent what <laughs> yeah. I was doing. Yeah,
2: yeah you're right. It, this year is a one-off for Don. It hasn't finished
0: yet, but let's yeah, see. Uh, yeah, I keep seeing that you're having a hard t- You're having a harder time than his son with it, aren't you? But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm always on the don. Yeah. Callie, I'm his sportsman. That's star. it, that's he it just Coley.
2: Doesn't keep saying it. <laughs> <laughs> so, talking about finishes, what is your highest finish in
0: FPL? Yeah, it was last season, actually, uh, which I guess we all want that to be the case um but last year i finished inside the top 5k i think it was 4733 three. um this time i was just thinking about five minutes uh before getting through to before you got through to me this time last year i was doing really well i think at one point i was touching 139. And uh, it was it went really well right up until the Christmas period, but anyway, yeah, finished inside top five k for the first time, so that was good. Yeah, I remember how well you were doing last season. I,
1: it's burnt into my memory because last season was so bad for me. That I, think right. I, I know all of you guys who were doing great last season. It's um, your, oh, names, yeah. your names, your names are burnt in my
0: retinas. <laughs> yeah, you should have, you should have muted as I would have. No,
1: not at all, not at all. And uh, tell us, uh, what's your best FBL memory? So, um, so what is it? A, is it a particularly successful captain pick, or what is it?
0: Yeah. Um, well, uh, I guess we all have lots of them, but I think I think it's got to be this one. Cast your mind back, 2015, when QPR were last in the Premier League. I brought in. Jonathan Walters one week before Stoke played QPR, and I brought him in, brought him into my team with the specific purpose of captaining Jonathan Walters against John Walters against QPR, and Stoke won 3-1. And do you know who got all of the goals? <laughs>
1: yes, <laughs> we actually somebody else was on before and they were talking about how they brought in John Walters at that game as well. I think it was, oh, uh, really? it was someone else's favourite memory. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Ah, oh, no. That's that's oh.
1: unbelievable. I don't
0: know. Yeah, it is because we again. must we must literally be the only two people that did that. So yeah. So uh, tell us, what do you like most about
2: the game, and what do you dislike the most?
0: <sighs> okay. Um, I feel like I've been asked this before, and I think what I tried to get across when I was asked this previously is the addictive. Compelling part of it for me is the way that real life events, uh, real life um, happenings, as reported in the news, have consequences for something that you are doing. Um, And it doesn't even have to be during the matches. It's it's uh, during the week. It's um, like so uh, for for your for your boy who's got. Uh, Daniel Sturridge, you know, today the news broke that he's being investigated for being in breach of the uh, betting on football rules or something. And um, it's the fact that news headlines have a bearing on on our fantasy teams. And I can't really think of many other places where that's that's the case. Uh, You know, real life news stories matter to what we're trying to do with our teams, and, and, and for me, that's really addictive. I don't know if you've noticed, but they actually refer to FPL now.
2: Commentators, especially on yes. the radio,
0: Increasing they say, "Oh,
2: FPL managers across the, you know, the country will be happy will with be this. They you know, <laughs> yeah. will be gutted, yeah." Which I find really, right. really, really interesting.
0: Yeah, it does seem to be. Yeah, it's it's just um, the merging, aren't they? Pretty soon, we won't know what's real and what's fantasy. So They've known that that's they're right. feeding
1: and it's, it's kind of followed through from um, from the States. Is the, in the US, that's the way they've done for a long time is, you know, it's yeah. always been a ticker underneath. Because they know that a lot of their viewership are fantasy football managers listening to the weekly roundup or the, you know, the Saturday 3 p.m. kickoffs. And they're not particularly interested yeah. in, but they want to know how their fantasy players are getting on. So they're playing, they're playing to their audience, but uh, you know it's great. I, th- I think it's uh, it's all great if you're hearing hearing FPL going on um, going on all around the place, and hopefully someday we'll hear on Talksport, uh, yeah, um, Harry Kane who was captained by 34% of managers this week or something <laughs> like that. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, in the stats columns, yeah, that'd be yeah. great. Um, So Uh, the
1: next question up is, you're the boss at FPL for one day and you can change one rule or feature in the game. What are you going to change?
0: All right, so my first immediate answer, you might not allow it. I've got a backup answer if you don't. Uh, So my first answer is, bring back Ultimate FPL. Uh, So when I first started playing first couple of years, There was like a sister game called UFPL, Ultimate FPL. I think that was just a superior game and a better game, and I loved it. And they did away with it, and they haven't brought it back. Uh, If that doesn't stand, I'd say do away with the 50% sell-on fee um, for players. You know, the thing that means that you only gain... uh, 0.1 0.1 profit for every time the player rises 0.2. Um, but I haven't thought that one through and, and there might be unintended consequences to that. But it does irritate me how often I have banked to 0.3 and then some daft happens, which means that they're not going to get to 0.4. And it's galling to only get 0.1 profit when the player's risen 0.3. So that that would be mine personally.
2: So tell us, um, how do you describe yourself as an FBL manager?
0: Okay, so is this three words in a sentence or three separate independent words? Whatever you like. We have no rules in this pod. Okay. Um, All right. First one. You know I've. I have considered at various times over the years uh, changing the name of my FPL Twitter account to FPL Contrarian because I do seem to delight in contradicting people and pointing out the other side of the story. So Contrarian is going to be one of the words. Um, I think that Jonathan Walters' captaincy pick would support Maverick being another word and uh, third word oh god how does anyone do this three words blimey third (laughs) word I will go for considered because all of my transfers and captaincies they're never spontaneous let's put it that way they're always considered so
1: yeah
0: See so do that, that is the—that's um,
1: the way you play the game. It's um to to be considered and be kind of conservative. We were actually just speaking with um, FBL coach earlier on um on yeah. um, for for another episode of this getting to know you series and um, that's what he mentioned this year is he's changed around his tactics to be a lot more considered and kind of a lot more conservative in the way he plays uh tell us uh what's your target each week um in fpl and uh do you have a mini league cashier or otherwise that you kind of look to first yeah um
0: you so
1: target each week or each season each season sure or if you want to break it yeah. down if you do break it down on a weekly well, basis that's the
0: way to go <clears throat> okay so yeah i mean it target for the season does um, spill over into your targets for the weeks, I guess. So, yeah, um, my main mini-league is a £20 buy-in mini-league. And I guess at the start of the season, if I could only achieve one thing, apart from winning FPL, of course, uh, winning that is always good. Um, But generally, I think my approach to a season is just a determination to make as few mistakes as possible or unforced errors as possible and and that's kind of a um, hangover from playing poker, I guess because in poker cash games, generally speaking, the players who win most often tend to be the players that make the fewest mistakes. So it's probably a mindset that I have anyway. But I think I think your overall rank is generally going to be good if you make less mistakes than other people. And there are so many ways that people can make mistakes in FPL that if you're not making them, it's, it's got to help.
2: So you rely on people like me, taking Richarlson out, <laughs> of the team the week before he scores 15 points to keep oh. Madison
0: in only for him to get injured <laughs> oh, I feel your pain because I'm, I'm stuck with Madison as well, yes um, I, don't, I don't know if that was a mistake to be fair and even now, I know he got 15 points, but what? one of them was a gift from a defensive cock-up, wasn't it? Um, yeah. You- and I know most people just see the 15 points uh, without the context. To be honest with you, I think I'd, even now I would prefer Sigurdsson if he hadn't just broken his leg or whatever in the last game. But yeah, um, I'm just stuck with Madison too.
2: So you um, said you you said you're, you, you said you're um, considered and uh, you know really careful. So what is it that you uh, must do before each deadline?
0: Yes. Yeah, so the way I approached this question was to think what would be the one thing that I would least like to have not done before the deadline, and and that made the answer clearer to me um so i've um on the scout website i've got stats tables that i've created that are kind of my take on the goals imminent assist imminent uh type stats um and they are for the last four game weeks and that gets updated each week and so Currently, I mean we're on the international break, so it's okay. I haven't looked at how those tables have changed since the weekend just gone. I would hate to go into the next game week without having looked at that. Um, so yeah, it's boring. It's just player data, really.
2: Is that using your is that using your sheet that you do all the time?
0: It's not actually. That's my sheets, That's something different. Uh, okay. My sheets inform my captaincy picks and the transfer picks, but I like to cross-reference that. Oh, yes. Yeah. So actually, you, you're right, Mars. That should have been my answer. But I just take it as a given that given that I compile the sheets every week or I update my sheets every week that I will have seen those. But yeah, oh, I'd go into full down, full meltdown mode if I didn't update my sheets. <laughs> um, tell us, Coley, if say if
1: your sheets right, because we know that's what um, you you um, you p- place a lot of importance in it, and that's kind of how you play the game. Is yeah. if if the play if your sheets spits out a player that you have had a bad experience in the past, do you kind of sometimes just go, yeah, I'll just go to number two on that list. Um, or do you kind of are you good at kind of keeping keeping those kind of memories away from your selection and just kind of just picking with your head rather yeah. than with
0: your heart? Yeah, basically, I am a robot. I try to remain as dispassionate as possible about things like that, um, and I think that's that. Uh, that is a skill that comes from poker, and as Mars will know if he's ever steamed uh, an unlucky uh bad beat, um, keeping hold of your emotions. Uh, poker really trains you to do that, because if you don't, you're out of the game fairly uh, quickly. I've
2: seen plenty of bad beats, from having a flush to be beaten by a royal flush. and every Yeah, yeah I've seen that How of, does
0: it affect you emotionally? <laughs> oh,
2: inside you're seething, but you yeah. really, really... It, I, I know the the swan is not the right analogy because I'm not moving my legs, but you know you have to really control and
0: just look, that, um, you know, yeah, fair play. Yeah, or, and, and, or, and or if you do whatever, that long you know, enough, I've just
2: lost. But
0: yeah, and if you do that long enough, the next time you sheet say transfer Richarlison out for Madison, you don't you don't uh, let your emotions get the better of you.
2: Oh, fair fair enough. I. Uh,
0: I, I just I have, have to... a picture of Mars, just his little
1: legs <laughs> running underneath the water. There, trying to trying to stay cool above the water.
2: No, I have to say, like I um, I respect stats, but for me, they're there to be broken, and I would not put that much. Don't
0: um... Mars, your legs. No stats. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, so alright. Um... That one. Yes, okay, I know what you're saying that uh yeah yeah, yeah, uh, sorry, um that they are they're only valid for as long as they're valid exactly and and for me uh, a lot of the time, and correct me if I'm
2: wrong, stats are on what happened did do you use things that can predict what's going to happen like do you look at x g and x a and all that stuff when yeah. you do your stats? Uh...
0: Uh, really you want to talk about XG now <laughs> uh,
2: not not into, um, not into
0: not into,
2: not into okay. detail, but okay. no, no. I just want to know how no, you, yeah, it's just for me what's interesting subject. is how you come up with your sheet because yeah. it's proven if, I, if, if I'm following it right on Twitter you yeah. seem to have get it you get it more right than wrong mm. a lot of the time especially your clean sheet um.
0: that's very kind uh, so actually I've just um I have just yesterday conducted a extensive review and analysis of the last eight game week's data which is for as long as people have been trying out my spreadsheets um i emailed uh the 36 people that are currently using my spreadsheets today with the results of that analysis and um suffice it to say i'm very pleased with how it's going? Um, if you consider that, generally speaking, bookies' odds are considered the benchmark for which any predictive um, algorithm has to do better than otherwise. What's the point? Um, my my spreadsheets are, are, are doing remarkably well. I would say they're not beating them yet, but they're close enough. They're within. 0.03% um, and uh, that's on the clean sheets. Um, as for the correct score for- forecasts, I've been um, testing those for correlation with actual scores and uh, they are faring very well in compar- comparison to other predictive algorithms. So yeah, I'm pleased with how it's going. And yes... I worship at the altar of XG and XA and for me um it's an open and shut case sorry I know I know a lot of people hate XG with a passion but it's it's the um you know 10 years from now people will be mystified that people didn't understand that XG was a superior way of analysing football matches.
1: See, one <sighs> thing one thing, Collie, I like um, I, I actually really do like stats. I I'd probably go for them more than what Mars would go for them. Um, And I've mentioned before in the podcast, I actually used to do spreadsheets where I do predicted. So I come up with seeing performances of players in certain positions or at a certain position. So, say, midfielders, defenders, and who it was that's actually producing points against oppositions. So you'd see which, like that, that, an attacking fullback does great against certain teams, so you'd be able to kind of favour them more in games. Now they're more kind of sure. for daily lineups because you're, you know, if you're doing daily fantasy lineups, you sure. can kind of tailor it more. Whereas in FBL, you obviously need to stick it through, take and thin a little bit with your with your elite players. That's right, but, yeah. Um, but um, no, I like I am a big believer in it. Now, one thing that I always do say and think with XG and XA, of course, is it all does depend on the players, that the quality of the player, you know, that it might be the expected four. But if you're talking about Aguero versus um, you know, Mitrovic um, for
0: example. <laughs> I
1: think Mitrovic might
0: be good. I thought you were I know say Mitrovic that is a handy
1: Peke. player, but I'm I'm talking about for you know Aguero being as clinical as what he is or even comparing Excellent. Aguero to Salah. Um Salah, like misses more big chances than what Aguero That's would. Right. And yeah. you might be talking about them, you know, and you do have to qualify all these stats with obviously the eye test and kind of knowing the specific player that you're
2: looking at. Well, uh, and that's the I, thing I, for me. I that's the thing for me. Sorry, it has to be for me. It's a. I don't ignore stats completely. I know I take the make-out stats sometimes. And uh, for me, it's facts, eye tests, and stats. I can't. I will never only rely on stats because I believe they are relying on the past but it can be uh, a predictor of the future though yeah Yeah, but the eye test for me is a lot you know watching how how the player uh, approaches games how they play and how they fit in that system stats don't tell you that Uh, stats will tell you uh, this guy took a cross he crossed five times what they don't tell you is those crosses were rubbish and went outside or missed everybody
0: yeah no I I I I wouldn't differ from that at all an earlier you asked if my sheets uh, said uh, pick this player who you had bad experiences with before, and and I said no, I wouldn't let it affect me. If my sheets said Antetokounmpo's xG is really good, and you, I I do refuse to heed my sheets if in those situations, and it's based on exactly what you said, Mars, and uh, yeah. Uh the I test definitely has to come into it. And you do but it's the same with any stats. You do have to weigh up other things that the stats can't tell you. Um and when so, your stats yeah, so I think we all know, agree.
2: Yeah, we know you're you're a Liverpool fan. And yep. when your stats tell you when your sheets tell you that you should pick United players against when they're playing Ooh. against Liverpool, what would yeah. you
0: do? Honestly, um, I'm pretty sure that situation will have arisen and I will... Oh, I can't remember, actually. But I wouldn't not have the Man United player if my sheets were giving me reason to believe that Man United were going to win. Thankfully, that's not likely these days. But um, so, uh, so I'm trying to think of a recent example there will be examples where I've gone into a game conflicted, you know, maybe an Aguero or. Um, but I wouldn't, yeah, I, I wouldn't um, disregard my sheets purely on club r- loyalty, I'm afraid. Yeah, it's probably easier when
1: you're a Liverpool fan to kind of. It's, it's probably harder for fans of, of smaller clubs who might be coming up against man city and they're kind of conflicted whether to captain aguero against them or something like that
0: that's um, right
1: yeah. yeah 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 kind of stick to your guns but uh, tell us uh, what do you like best about being part of the fpl community this uh, this podcast of course was set up as a kind of a a meeting point for people in the fpl community to kind of get together and talk it all talk it all out on the airwaves but um what is it you like best about being part of the community and tell us about your prediction sheet and of
0: course poker how that plays into it all um, okay in reverse order i think i think the poker aspect to be honest is just that that gave me a um, a, a usp unique selling point and a bit of a niche although there are lots of people that play fpl that I'm aware of, that I interact with, who uh, also have a background in poker. Now, um, the I guess this podcast is part of what I like about the FPL community. Is oh, great answer, great answer, Coley. Is well, no, it's it's genuine. Um, it's hard to answer this without sounding cheesy and sentimental, but there is a real sense of community that I really enjoy and it does feel like my tribe and I, I, I really enjoy the interactions on FPL Twitter um, in a way that I don't on political Twitter which is not surprising it's far less divisive and it is remarkable how um, generous and cooperative and helpful people are on fpl twitter it is like a little bubble away from a world of troubles um and is... also also it's uh, sorry was that somebody crying <laughs> <laughs> somebody... it's also uh I think
2: it's don's wife cutting up some onions
0: it's also the added level of enjoyment that it gives to watching football quite frankly and you know when you're in a pub like or when you're watching the football match in a pub that you're not usually watching a football match in and you look around and you see people watching the same game as you but with completely different emotions because they are not playing FPL and they are just talking about Um, I don't know. On Robbie, Robbie Savage levels of football commentary. Um, I just, I just love the fact that FPL community adds several more layers and dimensions to my enjoyment of football. And I'm pretty sure I'm not alone in feeling that. That's fantastic. Absolutely not.
2: Absolutely not. Completely agree.
0: Good. So. Uh
2: if you could pick one player, past or present, uh, for your FPL team, who who would that be? What what would the sheets say?
0: Ah, oh, right. Oh wow. Don't know. I don't know, because I, I tend to just focus on teams, not players. And I I guess I'm relatively new to this game, so a lot of people probably the, the player of the pool of players that I'm drawing from is a lot smaller than other people's. Um, but the thing that came to my mind, and everybody, well, loads of people have said Suarez. I was going to say to you, Suarez. As long as I can have Norwich back in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> Whip, he he absolutely destroyed in three or four goals
1: each time, wasn't it? That's he, right. He yeah. loved
2: scoring against them. With mm. yeah, Suarez, the of course, colour. you were
1: always a bit nervous that he would do something daft, as much as he Hello. very rarely yeah. did. But you were kind of nervous. But he he was unbelievable that uh, that one season in particular. Yeah,
0: I know it's probably made FPL a bit boring that season. But um, yeah, um, he brings. A lot of excitement to a game for sure. 100%. And uh, tell us, Coley,
1: what would be your favourite meal and favourite drink?
0: Oh, you're cooking for me as well. Um, Yes.
1: yes. Me (laughs) me and Mars are going to rustle you up your favourite meals so what
0: would you fancy? Okay. Uh, I find questions like this incredibly difficult. It's a bit like the music question. so, you know, if you're pointing a gun at my head, I'm going to say whiskey if you don't need it I
1: was, to be done. If, if it was your last meal and you were on, you were, uh, I won't be morbid and oh, saying death row, but you were saying this is my last meal.
0: Oh, what would you like right. to have?
1: So I think you definitely have whiskey then, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, but my answer to the meal is probably going to. Um, provoke anguish in the community because the thing is, right, when you have fussy eaters as children and if you cook anything at all interesting, it ends up going in the bin, you end up losing your your enjoyment of food. And I pretty much am down to Indian takeaways at this point. So, you know, if anybody wants to try and uh, reinstate my love of good cuisine, feel free to send food, please. <laughs> <laughs> send food parcels. Uh, yeah, I dot, think
2: it's easy. Uh, an Indian you curry, go to the you know. nearest takeaway and, and I'll, go, I'll go to get a whiskey and it's done. It's nice and easy. Yeah, that's, okay. it's,
1: all, it's all good. The um, I mean, an Indian curry, there's nothing wrong with that. That would probably be my favorite meal as well. Nice okay. crazy.
2: That was your favourite meal when we did your getting to know you. Mm, You're correct. Yeah,
1: yeah. So we'd be perfectly <laughs> happy, Coley, on a night out.
2: We would, yeah. Right. Coley, so um, imagine if your house was on fire and uh, you could only take one non living item. So obviously the family or everybody's safe. Your phone is in your pocket if your phone is that important. Uh-huh. What, what, would, right, what, okay. what would it be? What would be the one thing that you have to take with you?
0: Yeah. um, I have two answers for this, but neither of them say I'm sure you've had really witty answers to this. And I'm afraid I couldn't think of any. But one is vaguely ridiculous. Um, So do you want the boring one or the ridiculous one? We love ridiculous on this pod. But. Yeah,
1: normally, actually, a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, hilarious ones. Most people have been um, sentimental or else really, really callous. So uh, <laughs> yeah, they've only okay. well, well, gone one or two ways.
2: Or okay. okay. said, said phone, which is why now we Which say is the why we cut it out, yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, first, first thing I thought was phone, and then I was going to say, surely that's not allowed. Um, actually, on the sentimental one, the boring answer was uh, I have a safe box with all the backs so, up um discs of all the family photos over the years so that that came to mind so there's your sentimental one and the callous one uh up in the loft there i've got a um, a rucksack full of all i would need to survive in the wild for a couple of weeks and that came about because uh, seven years ago or so after the um a few years after the uh, financial crash I became borderline survivalist and um, I became convinced that civilization was on the brink of collapse and uh, I needed to prepare to keep my family safe. So anyway, that um, rucksack, thankfully, has never been used. And um, but, but I know it's there, you see. So it did come to mind. Um, I'm not sure I have the same drive to survive the collapse of civilization as I did back then, but it's there. So if you're nearby, (laughs) no.
1: Sometimes I think when you say there, you know, uh, the the drive to actually survive the collapse of civilization, I think I think I just imagine sometimes you just actually look up and just look, maybe look out the door and see how bad it looks and go, is this worth having a shot at? if is it worth really well is it worth putting uh, putting the effort in yeah to really survive this thing all
0: right you thank you you know exactly where i am
1: yeah now so um do you have any special skill holy
0: basically i am a man without skills i have i'm a jack of all trades master of none um, to, to be honest with you that that saying poker is a skill i mean the thing is that poker encompasses lots of different skills Um, so yeah and I'll bring those to bear on FPL as well but you've got me guys you've got me feeling sorry for myself that I have no skills no but poker is a very acceptable skill
1: skill. I mean I I, I think people have said things like I can curl my tongue or something I mean come on winning money and uh, bragging rights on poker is definitely infinite times better than that so um don't, don't I lie. actually okay. you know
2: I, I enjoy poker to the level obviously not to the same level as FPL because I can't play it every week but I use it the same the same degree as FPL to kind of like you know escape I enjoy the tactics of the game I enjoy yeah, what sure. you can do I enjoy how you can play against others really really enjoy. and sometimes if I've gone a while without playing poker I will, I will arrange a game because I enjoy the part of the game it's not easy it it is a game of of skill and it's a a, and reading others as well but also sometimes it's just making others believe that you you're going to beat them
1: (laughs) that's what you've been trying to do with me all season mercy
2: she says not finished yet (laughs) 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 bring it so when you're playing poker what kind of music do you like
0: to listen to ah (laughs) Ah, that's interesting.
2: Try to make it easier for you.
0: Yeah, no. okay. I didn't realise you were going to frame it that way. Well, Um, you
2: said you were worried about it. So I thought, right, let's see. Let's bring it to something. Yeah, no,
0: it, it probably helps, actually, because I was going to use this opportunity to discourage other people from having children if they like their music. Because what happens when you reach a certain age is every time you go to play your music, they demand that you turn it off and won't give you any peace until you do. (laughs) And after five years of CBeebies music, you kind of lose touch with what's good music. And um, so I've I've been away from music too long. Um, But when I certainly when I was um, playing a lot of online poker, I would have uh, playlists. Um, You have to be careful with the music you play whilst playing poker. It has to be... Because you don't want to get too excited, otherwise you get aggro and you're going all in and you're bluffing off all your money. Um, But you don't want to send yourself to sleep, neither. Um, So... um, Yeah, I find that... I find that question about music immensely difficult because, predictably, um, it sounds like a cop-out answer, but my taste in music is really wide and varied and eclectic, and it sounds like a, a cop-out, humble brag. No, the, so, you know what? You're it, not the
2: only person it's who so
0: mood-dependent.
2: So it, basically it you're telling me that I'm going wrong listening to Eminem whilst playing poker. Oh, oh. baby! <laughs> you,
1: you know what's funny is um, the uh, the well, it's hundred percent. It's not it's not a cop out. Loads of people do say that, but it's kind of funny that because you're so considered in the way you you play the game of FPL, it is only right that you're really considered in your in your deliberation of your answer about what music you like to. Ah, well <laughs> you set it, but... Coley. Uh, tell us
0: one guilty pleasure and one bad habit that you have. Okay. So go different ways with this. Um, first off, I don't think you should allow me the cop out of saying there are no guilty pleasures bigger than FPL. Um, I, I think it is a huge guilty pleasure. Um, so anyway, that's that should be off limits. So um, if it were FPL related, right? I would say, at the risk of making myself a pariah on Twitter, my guilty pleasure is that I cannot help myself when it comes to Twitter bolts. People say, who should I bring in? Player A, player B, player C, player D, and then leave it for us to decide. What the context is, and I just always vote for the player that I would most like all of my FPL opponents to choose. <laughs> in the that is the worst option, uh, which is which is at odds with my character because if anyone asks for help, I always freely give it, and it is odd that I just turn evil when it comes to Twitter. <laughs> because
1: it's an anonymous um, thing and nobody can put point their finger at you. yeah Maybe. I usually Maybe. choose
2: the stupid one like you know saying uh, there's be. normally an option like either if it's the stupid as in the worst player yeah. or one that says uh, I don't I'm know clear- go do something
1: else no, I'm, you I'm, know? Clearly the, I'm clearly the nicest the only nice person on this podcast because I will always give them my proper advice <laughs> yeah I just I'm sorry I can't
0: it. away from FPL though I would say boringly it's Game of Thrones probably boring mm. answer but there you go no, that's perfectly good. And Michael, do you have any bad habit? Yeah,
1: where okay. to start with that
0: one. Uh all right, so my kids answered this for me. Uh, <laughs> I'll elaborate on it a little, but my bad habit is like a lot of other people, I hope, is uh picking my nose whilst driving and rolling rolling my bogies whilst driving. Oh uh, my w- god. <laughs> I once had a car crash with, with a finger up <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't bad it wasn't bad um, I did go into the back of somebody that shouldn't have stopped but they did and if I hadn't had a finger up my nostril that car crash could have been avoided oh, <laughs> so yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would
0: be my bad habit
1: yeah, well, you've, you've definitely hit the nail on the head with a bad habit there anyway, Macaulay.
0: Oh, okay but, uh, I thought that was oh no was that not tame I was going for tame
1: <laughs> no, that, no that's a good one it's a good one uh, I don't know I don't know I don't think I'd, I'd share the, the dip and stuff with the, when we go for that Italian <laughs> curry yeah. yeah that's a good call yeah Coley um, thanks a million for coming on the three amigos getting to know you show it was a pleasure getting to know you
0: thanks for having me it was a pleasure cheers Brave amigos are we, brother to brother and everyone a brave amigo. (laughs) Wherever they need us, our destinies lead us, amigos.